Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Aaron Lowe. And if this is your first episode and you're wondering what this whole thing is all about, well, I'll tell you. Every week, I find my head surgically attached to the body of a different friend and cinephile. Together, we are given a note containing a theme, sometimes specific and sometimes vague. Our job is then to pick a pair of movies that fit that theme and then watch and discuss. This is The Incredible Two-Headed Podcast. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, my guest today is someone I'm very excited to have on. A writer, performer, and director, and comedian whose work has appeared on shows for Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, DreamWorks, and others, as well as his own short films, such as My First Native American Boyfriend and Telling People You're Native American When You're Not Native is a lot like telling people you're a bear, or screwed that up already, <laughs> telling a bear you're a bear when you're not a bear. Uh, friends, I'm very happy to welcome to the show, Joey Cliff. Joey, how are you doing today? Uh, yeah, how's it going, everybody? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. And um, yeah, I got to say, when I named that Telling People You're Native American short, I didn't think it was something I was going to have to say a lot. Uh, <laughs> so boy, did I really shoot myself in the foot with my short film having a name that was 24 words long. Oh, I, I actually, I, I, I like the title. I like the title and I made my... I, I like how lengthy it is, and I specifically wanted to have a lengthy title here when introducing you. So I, I I'm sorry I screwed it up, but I'm I I, I like it. Uh no, 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 it's totally good. Um, yeah. I, so I, I've got a question about. Okay, so I, I know that we just woke up from this this surgery. Am I grafted to your head or to your body, or are you grafted to my body? Oh. Uh, usually it is you grafted to me. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Oh man, the anesthesia is wearing off. Oh, where's my body? Uh, it is being held on ice. Don't worry, it'll be fine. In about an hour, we'll we'll go under again, and you'll you know you'll be reattached. It'll it'll be like nothing happened, just a little little scar. Okay. Oh, thank God. Okay, so like normally my body is uh, uh like allergic to lactose. I'm lactose intolerant. Does your body, are you lactose intolerant? Can I eat cheese for the next hour is my question. Eat as much cheese as you would like. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah, if you hear me chomping, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just using your right arm to just eat like loose shredded cheese. <laughs> for listeners, today is going to be uh, a, another slightly off format episode. Uh, we, we're just going to kind of get into it here. We're only going to be discussing one movie instead of the normal pairings that we have. Uh, it's a movie I'm pretty excited about. Uh I know Joey's pretty excited about. He put a call out on tw on Twitter that he would talk about this movie with anybody, and uh, a lot of people took him up. And maybe he's regretting that. Probably not, because the movie's great. Uh, but we're going to be discussing 2022's Prey, which, for those of you who somehow still don't know, is the fifth mainline movie in the Predator franchise, the seventh if you count the AVP films. Uh, the movie follows Nadu, a young Comanche woman in the early 18th century whose struggles to prove herself as a hunter come up against maybe the biggest obstacle ever when a Yaucha ar arrives on the Great Plains. And yeah, I knew there was a name for Predator. I had to look that up. I couldn't remember what it was called, but Yaucha, that's the name of the alien species. I watched this movie again last night. I watched it the day it dropped and I watched it again last night. I started to watch it again this morning. Um, I really enjoy this movie and to jump way ahead, I, I think this might be my favorite predator film because i watched the entire franchise this week and 
as much as I love that first one, now there are some some issues I have with it. But this the new this one, Prey, uh, just from beginning to end, I loved every moment of it. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, like I I've got to I've got to agree with you. I think that um, you know, like I like a lot of the um, a lot of the responses online. I feel like we're like, oh, this is the best Predator movie since the first Predator movie. But I actually, after watching Prey, went back and rewatched the first Predator. And the first Predator is, you know, a classic. It's great. But like, I think that Prey is bet is a better movie. <laughs> like it's in its close. It's like I think that it's a very much a like one A, one B, like uh, you know, type situation. But um, yeah, what a just like refreshing and great movie. Um, I, I've got to ask, you said that you watched it a few times. Did you watch the Comanche dub? Uh, I the first time I watched it, I watched it with the Comanche language track. And then when I watched it last night, I I watched it with the English track. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I I think that um it, I mean they're, they're two very different movies in that um the the first one is like it's just you know bathed in 1980s machismo. And I mean like the first 30 minutes of the movie is just very much like you know, some of the most like muscular uh and like tough guy guys that, that have ever existed just like being bros for 30 <laughs> minutes yeah. whereas um you know i feel like prey takes um you know very much like a slow played way to telling the story and it like it's it's all set up it's just like i feel like the movie is um it does such a perfect job of you know setting up all the different ways that you know spoiler um uh, Nadu, played by um, the just amazing actress Amber Midthunder, eventually um, destroys the Predator at the end of the movie. And like, it's all just like the, those things being set up and those things being paid off. And I think that just like the craftsmanship of the storytelling is just, it's just like dope. It's just cool. I love it. I, I totally agree. Um, we don't have to talk too much about the other movies, but I mean, obviously they're going to come up. Uh, the first Predator, when I watched it, um, I watch a lot of movies now with my daughter who's 18 and this is one that she didn't want to watch. And I, I was kind of glad after a few minutes, cause I was like, I, you know, I forget sometimes just how much rampant homophobia and sexism there is in all the movies I loved when I was a kid. Oh, for sure. And I, I I'm not going to automatically say like, Oh, that, that makes the movie worthless or horrible, but it's just like, it was, <laughs> it was a little bit uncomfortable and kind of remembering like, Oh yeah, we just didn't think anything about that. Um, but I, I think Prey becomes the kind of movie I, I, I wanted uh, Predator to be more of in a way. Because Predator is great. It's like, yeah, it, it's Jesse Ventura. It's Bill Duke. It's just all these huge guys and all these huge weapons. And then at the end, you get Arnold without the weapons. You know, it, it's a little bit more of a survivalist story. Um, which is the best part for me. And that that is pretty much all of Prey. Like, I... I I love how streamlined the whole story is that it is kind of a more of a survival tale, um, but it doesn't uh, sacrifice any character development. Like the character of um, uh, Nadu and her brother, I, I love their interactions. I love all of the uh, other characters that show up, even if they're just for a minute. There's like there's real character development. There's a real story there, uh, but it it, it doesn't. It doesn't either uh, either overwhelm you know the action movie that we're watching or become just kind of like set dressing like needless yeah well I, I think that the first predator movie really um i think it really depends on our it depends on it really leans on 
um, our understanding of Arnold Schwarzenegger as an actor and the types of movies that he plays and the types of uh, the types of movies that he's in and the types of roles that he plays in that like it feels like the premise of the first predator is basically like okay what if Arnold Schwarzenegger fought something that was bigger and stronger than him yeah. and you know or it's it's kind of like um, like something that I lo- really like about the first predator just you know understanding you know Arnold Schwarzenegger's Arnold Schwarzenegger's oeuvre or whatever is um, you know it really feels like the first 30 to 45 minutes of it is just a standard Arnold Schwarzenegger 80s action movie, but then he's interrupted by the Predator, you know? And then he's got to like kind of relearn all the things that make Arnold Schwarzenegger big, tough, and strong in order to beat the Predator. Whereas Prey, like there's not that level of baggage of, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's career uh, and like the the roles that he's chosen and the person that he is to like get you into the story. It just tells a clean, good story it's a very like clean slate look at like not just the predator mythos but also like you know just uh, how like kind of a most dangerous game style story should be played you know yeah totally and what i one thing that i hasn't aged as well for me with the original predator is um that kind of uh like rah-rah american soldiers with the biggest yeah kind of stuff it 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 was so much of what I liked a lot in the in the eighties, and I I wasn't like a huge fan like GI Joe or whatever. But it's just all those movies were just you know big tough guys in the military. Um, that that kind of aged poorly for me, and I don't want to say it's you know like like it's bad if you like that stuff. But I, I like that stuff. It can be fun as hell. But I just say for me, I. I'm a little bit more suspect of it every time I see it. And I, it, there's a little bit of a barrier I have to get over <laughs> to enjoy it. And yeah, that, that baggage I did not bring into this movie, obviously. Yeah, I would agree. I think that these are really interesting. Um, like they're really interesting movies that bookend each other for like a lot of reasons. And that, that, that kind of brings up one of them is that um, the first predator movie is about, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and a team of tough guys going into, you know, a country that they're not from to basically just like, you know, take over the country or whatever. They're like, they're, they're an invading party trying to conquer a country. Whereas um, in Prey, the Predator and the French Trappers are the invaders and our main character and, you know, the her fellow members of the Comanche Nation are all people who are indigenous to that land who are protecting it from the invaders. Um, so, and then there's a lot of other really interesting, um, you know, like... Uh, like callbacks in prey to predator that are done really subtly that you know don't read as like fan service but if you're but it's just like interesting thematic stuff so um the first shot that we see of um arnold schwarzenegger in um the first predator movie he's like smoking a really big cigar in that helicopter whereas in prey we see uh the people that are smoking the cigars are the french trappers like we see that that cigar that lit cigar burnt out cigar you know next to the buffalo carcass and, you know, to me, it's like, oh, that so that's representative of like the excess of the 80s or the excess of, you know, like a conquering party that's just trying to, you know, like kind of take the land for what they can get from it, as opposed to like, you know, the 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 the, the cannon fodder and the villains in Predator and Prey are kind of like inverse. Right. So, um, you know, and there, there's a lot of other like really great moments and like cool things like um you know the uh, the way that the, the the really great callback line, um, "If it bleeds, we can kill it," is said in Predator. It's kind of said with like 1980s bravado, whereas in Prey, it's like said in like kind of an emotional way of a brother 
pleading with her sister that if they work together, they can conquer this unconquerable force, you know? Um, it, it's just like, it, it feels like this is a movie, Prey, that like is aware of the movies that came before it without like relying on them, if that makes sense. Like, it feels like a really just like breath of fresh air start, not to just the franchise, but also just these kinds of movies, you know? Yeah, it, I, I to go back just a minute uh, to what you said there, you were talking about the French trapper, the cigar. Um, that is interesting because it does kind of posit what what we'd said earlier, or you'd said earlier, that the French trappers are basically what Arnold and his crew were in the original Predator. Uh, it then casts, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to look up the character name because I can't remember, but it then casts uh, Nadu as the um, uh, Anna, is that who it was? The woman that they drag along with them that she was in the uh, rebel camp. Yeah, I believe so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So he cast her as, you know, the, them as uh, maybe not like, you know, spiritual successor or whatever, but just kind of like it just flips the um, it calls out that it is it is flipping the dynamic of instead of us following an invading force as you said earlier, I'm just guess repeating uh, that it we are now following the people whose land is being invaded and the the heroes from the first movie would actually be villains in another movie from a different point of view i guess but yeah like uh, like a, a friend of mine i, I watched the comanche dub uh, i um was uh, actually invited to the premiere uh of this so i watched the english language version at the premiere in los angeles which was incredible and such a great experience um and then uh, a few days later when it came out on hulu i watched the comanche dub with friends and the friends that I watched the Comanche dub with point out that like, yeah, it's what's cool about the French trappers is like, it almost feels like that's like they're in their own predator movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, and like their version of the predator movie is probably a little bit closer to the original predator. Whereas prey is like, you know, a completely different predator movie kind of even within the same movie, you know? No, it's a very good point. I do like that. I did like the French trappers that we never get nothing they say is ever translated uh there's obviously the one guy that can speak multiple languages he says a few things but uh for the most part we don't know what what they're saying so it is that they they are completely in their own movie and i i do wish in this one because the best thing about a predator movie is that it, if it's its own movie and a predator just shows up and i do wish in this movie we hadn't seen the predator before that uh that scene with the bear um where the first time that uh Nadu sees the predator would have been great for us to see it like we know there's something weird going on we know that we get maybe the you know they're the looking off into the trees we see a little bit of the camouflage but to actually see the full look at the predator at just that moment uh would have been great i feel that about almost all the predator movies is that they show the ship they show the alien way too early um before the characters see it and i always think it would be fun to just like kind of complete not completely blindside we know what mover movie we're going into but uh have it more of a shock for the audience and the characters at the same time well yeah i mean that that's something that um so like two points on that um that's something that i i um really appreciated about this movie is that like the the setup of the movie is that um naru the amber mid thunder character is on 
um, what um, in, in the Comanche language, I'm probably going to butcher this, but it's uh, it's called her Kunamea, which is like her rite of passage um, to the point that that's actually the alternate title of the film. Um, uh, Hulu released and Fox released a couple of posters where instead of Prey, it says Kunamea on it in Comanche. And, you know, like, so her rite of passage, like you could watch, you could definitely watch this movie where it's just her hunting this bear or just her hunting this mountain lion. And it feels like all the beats are there. And that's definitely still like a really cool movie. But, um, you know, like it's basically like her rite of passage is kind of interrupted by the predator. And then she just is just like, oh, maybe that's the thing I'm hunting for my <laughs> rite of passage. And like, yeah, when she when the when the predator shows up and like guts the bear that was hunting her. And our first shot of the pet predator is the predator bathing in the blood of the bear that almost killed Amber Mid Thunder. It's just like, yeah, it's like, what a cool intro. But I, I will say I um. Like I like uh, wasn't talked about at top. I'm a Native American person. I'm enrolled Cowlitz, which um, my tribe's Aboriginal territory is like Southern Washington State. We're um, separated from the Comanche Nation in that the Comanche we're not like the same culture. The Comanche Nation is like Plains, kind of Oklahoma area. So you know I can't necessarily speak, you know, to the Comanche specifics in the film from like a super educated place. But I have talked to a couple of like friends of mine who are Comanche about this, and I really do like the after talking to them the the um the shot of the like the fly getting eaten by the the snake and or getting eaten by the mouse and the mouse getting eaten by the snake and the snake getting just like you know headshotted by the predator what's cool about that is that the like this a snake is like one of the symbols of the comanche nation so that is kind of meant as like symbolism to like set up like the rest of the movie of like oh this it's going to be like predator versus comanche for the rest of this movie you know so like I get what you're talking about where it would have been cool if it was sort of like an end of act one reveal. But like I also, you know, think that like it's I think that like they did some really good stuff in setting up to that big moment, you know? Well, they did. They did. Um, in, it, I appreciated it more on the second viewing, especially that moment where she looks up in the sky and she sees what is the ship through the clouds. But um, she tells her, her brother that uh, she saw a sign she saw that she was ready for her trial. Um I liked all that stuff. I think I just didn't like actually seeing the ship, like had just dropped it off and then the predator stands up and then it goes invisible. Like that sort of stuff, like just letting us know right away that it's there in the beginning of the movie. Uh, even though we know, you know, we know it's a predator movie. I, I just think it, it ruins the impact, not, not ruins, but dulls it a little bit for me. But I do like um, what came into my head when you were just talking there about uh, this is what, she has chosen to hunt is that line actually from uh from her brother um dakota beavers is the actor correct uh he yeah, dakota beavers. Her, this is he, his this dakota beavers this is his first ever acting role by the way and he which i couldn't it. believe he's so good from his first moment in the film I, I he's like i mean he's got the charisma of a movie star like he was great in this um and so yeah i looked him up and i was like this is the first thing he's been in other than I think a short film maybe or no he played in it was it wasn't a short it was a like interview just imdb had listed um no uh his line when they're tied up and he finally sees the predator and he's like this is what you decided to hunt or this <laughs> is what it goes. uh and she has a little laugh and cry it was uh yeah. I, it was a funny moment i, I appreciate it i love their relationship in this a lot i yeah I think, uh go ahead yeah it's such a great like brother sister relationship that feels like, you know, uh, the, the movie is basically about, um, you know, uh, Nadu, um, Amber Mid-Thunder's character. Um, you know, it's like her attempt to like fighting through 
you know, a lot of different stuff to like reach her rite of passage and to really finally be like counted as an, you know, I'd say like an equal by her peers. I mean, equal might not be the right word for it, but it's like, you know, she's fighting to be um, uh, counted as someone who is capable and like the movie and like all the characters kind of discount her and view her as incapable. And like that scene, I mean, like, I appreciate that Dakota Beaver's character, everything that he does in the movie, it's not coming from a place of like shit heel villain stuff. He's like, clearly, he clearly cares about Nadu. You know, he clearly is doing this because he like wants to protect his sister. And then you actually get that really beautiful switch in that scene where they're both tied to that tree where um, she, uh, Amber Midthunder's character, Nadu, is giving that talk about, um, you know, how a, if a beaver gets caught in a trap, it like bites off its own tail or bites off its own paw. And then she, uh, while her, while Dakota Beaver's character like looks terrified, drops that rock on that trap and the trap springs. And instead of snatching both of their arms, it like just cuts the rope. And her response is, yeah, but I'm like smarter than a beaver. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It's just such a good, it, yeah, their dynamic is so, and like, I don't know when they, team up to fight the, the predator kind of like uh, i think immediately after that um and dakota beavers like shoots the arrow at the predator and then runs up and pulls the arrow out of the predator and then shoots him again with the same arrow it's just uh, i can't i can't stop talking about how great i, I was gonna actions. yeah i was gonna mention that specifically because that's one of the coolest things in in the movie for me it's one of the coolest things i've seen in an action movie in a while uh, just how he fights and the two of them uh fighting the predator like when he comes up with those arrows and he's shooting it, pulling the arrow out, shooting it again and running away, grabbing the arrows. Uh, it's great. It's so cool. Um, it's just like a badass action moment. Uh, yeah. Well, when I got to say like the, I mean, seeing this movie at the premiere with like a good chunk of native Hollywood there. So I was seeing it in a room with, you know, like hundreds of other native folks working in Hollywood when um, Dakota Beaver's character rides by on the horse and hits the predator with the spear, knocking its mask off. What a crowd pleasing moment. What an applause break that got. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, we can talk about that. This movie, uh, not getting a theatrical release, we see how popular. And maybe it's just really popular because it, the ease of access. You know why people can just stay home and watch it. But this, everything I see is that this should have gotten a theatrical release. I would have paid to go see this in the theater um, because I really would have liked to have seen it with an audience. And you know, I'm. I'm still not entirely comfortable going out to the movies all the time, uh, like the way I used to pre-pandemic. But um, but this is one I, I really would have liked to have seen with an audience. It just seems like it would have been more like those action beats and those 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 rousing moments would have been more impactful. Oh yeah, I mean probably for me like a a top five theatrical experience in just my life is like seeing. Uh, in a room in a theater full of like you know other people and like other native people uh, watching the predator just massacre a bunch of French trappers <laughs> huge applause and then next scene Amber Midthunder massacres a bunch of French trappers another huge applause break when uh, Amber Midthunder's character you know like decapitates the predator and like brings its head back to her Comanche village it's just like you know like practically a standing ovation <laughs> like yeah, it's, I, it's it's just such a movie that's like it's just it's um satisfying on a visceral level that I think is just it's it's like it hits an emotion that I think that all the great action movies try to hit and like you know sometimes succeed sometimes don't but this one just like knocked it out of the park and um and even you know like Dan Trachtenberg the director he's um uh he's not native uh but before this he directed uh Ten Cloverfield Lane and he's a great director 
um, to to make sure that all of the Comanche stuff was in um, was uh, great. He hired um, Jane Myers early on, who's an amazing producer, who's also a member of the Comanche Nation. And they also had a ton of Native people working, um, you know, in I think uh, all different, uh, you know, departments on the film to the point of even having like, you know, internships that allowed um, young Native folks who wanted to work in the entertainment industry the opportunity to like work on the film in different departments and just, you know, learn in the industry and get their foot in the door. But, um, you know, Dan Trachtenberg really, like he knew early on that this was going to be a Hulu exclusive movie, but he did not half-ass anything. It's like you watch you watch this in theaters and like the sound design is like amazing. Like the the cinematography is like very theatrical. Like there are shots that just flat out look like paintings, you know? And it really does feel like a film that like I... Uh, you know, I, I got a chance to see it in theaters and I would pay to see it in theaters again. Like it's, I, I hope that, I hope that like the, that the, the people, you know, in decision-making positions on this, see all the positive, you know, response that this movie's gotten. And really just like the outcry from fans that are saying like, come on, we just want to see this in theaters and that it gets like at least a limited theatrical release, you know? I'd honestly be surprised if it didn't at this point, because the so much of the discourse, um, obviously there there are disingenuous trolls out there, but uh, so much of the discourse has been like this should have been theatrical. This is, uh, I, I think it's even like rated critic and audience score as like the the best Predator movie since the first one. It, many people place it higher than that. Um, so yeah, the the. The response has been like, I, I wish I could have seen this in a the theater from a lot of people. So I'd be surprised if they didn't put it out just for a week or a couple of weeks, like in in certain cities around America. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I, I do. I think that if this was a theatrical release the week that it came out on Hulu, like it would have been the number one film that weekend. No question, you know, like no disrespect to Bullet Train. Haven't seen Bullet Train. I'm sure it's great. But like, I feel like this would have beat Bullet Train, you know. Yeah, I, I I I probably would have chosen this with my hard-earned dollars at the theater over Bullet Train. As as fun as it looks, we me and my uh, me and my partner are probably well, we're definitely going to see it. It is kind of the goofy looking thing we like, but uh, this would probably would have gotten our our money if we were faced with that choice. Um, I do want to talk about the we we I don't want to get too far away from it talking about the brother and sister here, just because I did want to say. Um, what I like so much about the relationship is as contentious as it appears a couple of times, there are, there are definitely some things that, that they are butting heads about. Um, the, the emotion between the two of them, the chemistry between the two of them does feel genuine in that they both respect each other. They both like uh, Dakota Beavers does know that Amber mid thunder is very capable, does trust her skills, but also, uh, um maybe only to a point like he 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 is supportive of her but uh i think maybe he tries too hard to keep her safe i i like he i'm he's he's not like you said the villain he's not saying you can't do this uh it does seem more like he's just trying to keep her safe through most of the movie or or maybe just you know societally it kind of things like no no you, you really shouldn't be doing this but um but no i do like that he gives her credit at least to her for the uh the killing the lion that he does at the like through the movie or especially towards the end of the movie start to you know build her up like uh is supportive of her in these moments of the film and i i really liked uh 
I mean, spoiler alert, we're going to spoil everything. So I, I don't, I always say it though. I, I do kind of wish he had not died in the movie. Um, because if there is a sequel, which I don't know if there will be, I don't know if there should be, I would have liked to see more of him. He was, he was a good character and a great actor in the role. Yeah, well, I think that societally, um, I, I just you, you use that word. Um, traditionally, Comanche society was very matriarchal, so it was normal for you know the women to be in charge and to be in positions of power and authority. So, like, I think that I think that I wouldn't necessarily look at that in this as like a. Uh, an example of you know traditional Comanche society, and I think that there is even stuff like I know when um, uh, when Dakota Beaver's uh, friends uh, attack Amber Mid Thunder um, halfway through the movie, like that's something that um, like if you watch the Comanche dub, there are specific words that are used that kind of like give context as to like oh this isn't totally a this isn't totally a like you know a, like a, a misogyny thing. It's more specifically these characters are assholes and they have specific reasons for you know, not believing in her or whatever. And, you know, like they're shit heel assholes. So like, it's good that they, uh, uh, you know, get what's coming to them in that situation. But um, Dakota Beaver's character. Yeah, I get what you're talking about. But I think that like, that's sort of, uh, you know, like, I think that just narratively, I get why, like, yeah, you you want, you want like who the tribe views as the hero of their people to die so that their true hero could be born, you know? Um, like, I think he was a great character and his relationship was great, but it's also like, yeah, no, Obi-Wan's got to die at the end of Star Wars, you know? Oh, I totally get it. I mean, narratively, it is the right decision. I just, you know, he's a character that I, at the end, I was like, oh, that's too bad. I would like to see more of him. Um, but which is the mark of, you know, good, good writing and good performance is that uh, this character that has to die for this, you know, story to really achieve what it's going for you were still unhappy that it had to happen that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I think that, um, you know, as far as you were talking about sequels, um, I think that there actually is like a lot of potential for a sequel. Like the, did you, if you um, noticed um, at the end of the film, um, the flintlock pistol that she looks at, that's the same flintlock pistol that um, the Predators gave Danny Glover's character at the end of Predator 2. Yeah. Um, so they have to get it back pistol. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. There's there, you know, it does open up the question of like, okay, Amber Mid Thunder got that from the trapper. And then, you know, nearly 300 years later, uh, Danny Glover gets it from a predator. So like, how'd that predator get it? Also, um, one of the last shots of the film of the film was the um, kind of the end credits uh, animated section where there was sort of the drawings of the predator on the, um, on the animal hides um, that kind of tell the story of the film. And after the the second to last shot is Amber Mid Thunder's character, you know, on the animal hides holding up the predator head while our people cheer. But the last shot is a bunch of predator ships arrive to Earth. So, like, presumably, like something's gonna happen there, you know. Um, so, you know, like I really I I hope that there's a prey too, because I'm really curious to see like one, how does that flintlock look pistol get into predator hands? And two, oh, a bunch of predators showed up. Uh, what's gonna happen there, you know? Yeah, well, you you kind of like if we're going by what, what they've introduced in the sequels, especially Predator 2, is they will uh, they they will respect her victory. They, they, there's an idea that's introduced in Predator 2 that they are uh, somehow honorable hunters, that um, a, a worthy warrior it will get their respect and, you know, they'll leave them alone, um, which is a little bit 
undone by the fact that they're using such unfair modern technology in their hunts and the first movie ends with a predator who's about to lose deciding to nuke the entire jungle instead of let the other guy get out alive um uh yeah so i but there is also uh one other tie i didn't watch i didn't realize until i watched the series and then went back to uh prey is that the the face mask he's wearing the helmet the headgear is from predators it's a uh, i can't remember what it's called but there's an alien species on that planet that has that face plate thing so it's the skull of whatever that that creature is um and also in that movie he the guy from the yakuza grabs a sword and said this is very old hundreds of years they've been doing this a long time so um clearly there's room to grow i would like to see these characters i would like to see amber mid thunder uh kicking ass again but uh, clearly this has been incredibly popular they would be um they would be idiots not to capitalize it on it and decide to continue a franchise that has kind of floundered for the last 30 years yeah i mean i like thinking back on it i i didn't get a chance to see um shane black's the predator um that came out a few years ago um, I heard that it was more of like a reboot for the franchise. So in terms of just like, you know, lore of the world and stuff like that, I heard it's not necessarily something that I like, you know, need to watch to necessarily get all the little like, like kind of like lore nuggets and Easter eggs and stuff. But um, I do think that, um, you know, it's like Predator, like the like Predators was like fine. It had like an interesting concept, but it wasn't necessarily something that screamed out as like, oh, I need to see Predators too, you know? Whereas yeah. I feel like Prey for me, I think really just like, you know, gave a spike of adrenaline back to the franchise in a way where like, I could see a version of this where there's like Prey 2, Prey 3, where we're just like tracking Amber Mid-Thunder's further interactions with uh, the the Predator species. Or I could see like kind of an MCU thing where like, you know, there's a Prey movie where, you know, we see Predators fighting Samurai or like, you know, other just like regions and times in the world. And then I think that there's an opportunity because they set it up with Predators to like, oh, what if they do like three or four movies setting up, uh, you know, the Predators going to different times of people um, who, you know, defeat the Predators. And then they like, like in Predators, take all of these people like Ember Mid-Thunder's character and, you know, the other characters and then put them on kind of like a game planet and then have them fight each other and the Predators. <laughs> and like, I wouldn't hate that as like a fun, you know, superhero style, you know, MCU style Avengers team up movies that we see Amber Mid-Thunder on another planet fighting with a bunch of other people, a bunch more Predators, you know? Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I did watch Predators, which I remembered liking when it first came out and I still liked it well enough. But, um, I think Prey just really underlines what I like so much about the about uh, the Predator franchise when they're good is that it's it is a chase movie. There's all this other stuff. Yeah, you, you could have a movie that is going on that is its own thing, but once the Predator comes in, it is kind of like it, it is a a chase. Either you chasing the Predator, or the Predator chasing you. It is a, a survival tale. Um, it, I, I do think there'd be a bit of a challenge keeping that dynamic if you were to do a direct sequel with the same characters, as much as I would love to see Amber Mid-Thunder uh, Nadu come back. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't try. I, I would love, I would see it. If they decide, like, we're going to do a sequel following this character and further interactions, and I would see it. Um, as fun as it sounds, like the, the MCU style, like Game Planet, 
I, I feel like that that would be fun. That's not necessarily like my what I am looking for in another Predator movie, though. Uh, I, I I would prefer it keep it a little bit smaller scale. No, I, I get what you're talking about. I think that I think that Prey really boils down to the core of what, what makes Predator movies good, and really just what makes movies good. And that it's a very it's a very focused story. It's um you know it, it doesn't really it doesn't it doesn't really get distracted like it does like everything it like it's very focused and patient on, on paying off everything that it sets up and it's also like only 90 minutes long it's just a very it's a very contained good uh predator film and you know like that's something that like i really do want to see the continuation of amber Midthunder's character's story but i do get what you're talking about in that like what we know about predator lore um, and this is kind of uh, there. There are like Predator comics that have characters where people are kind of thinking, "Oh, this is kind of like the comic version of the Nadu character." So, like, presumably, this is probably what you know that character's arc would follow if there was like a Prey two or a Prey three. Is like you know there are the the Predator species is like an honorable species. So presumably, you know, when all those Predator ships arrive, they're going to try to get the Predator's body back that um, Nadu killed, and then after that, they'll probably. Uh, you know, like sh have some sh sign of respect with Nadu. So maybe they'll, you know, try to train Nadu to become her own predator, which is something that happens in the comics because the predators are a little bit less like they're not so focused on a predator as a species. It's more like, oh, if you're a good hunter, you could become a predator. They'll give you your own predator armor and all that stuff. So, you know, like that is definitely like a journey that they could do for a sequel. But I get what you're talking about where it's like, yeah, but that's not what is cool about predator movies, you know? Well, you, you said that I have not read, um, I read some of the Dark Horse Alien versus Predator comics from the 90s, uh, but I didn't read a lot of the comics, so a lot of the, you know, expanded universe lore I'm not really familiar with, um, but you talking about it, I could definitely see like, oh, that would be really cool, and I'm, I don't know, I guess I'm not like against it, Um because if they were just to do the same thing, like do pray too, and it's just pray repeated, that would be disappointing too. So I, I obviously would want the franchise to grow and expand if it's going to continue. I like it when they do new things. I don't know. Yeah, I'm for it. I don't know why I'm arguing against it. Like that sounds like a cool idea. Yeah, I think that I think that it's sort of like I think that's something that we've seen in the comics. That's and like I think that um, Alien versus Predator two tried to do this a little bit. Um, and yeah, like I, it's definitely a different thing that's like a little bit different than like what we know from the Predator. But it's like, I just like these characters a lot. And I would definitely like to see like, yeah, a bunch of Predator ships arrived to the Comanche Nation after Amber Midthunder's character killed a Predator. What next, you know? Yeah, that, you're right. I would like to see these characters. And um, I would just like to see uh, Dakota Beavers and Amber Midthunder have <laughs> like terrific careers out of this because I, I know Amber Midthunder from Legion. Uh, which I never finished, but I, I watched the first season and a half and want to get back to it. And she's good on that show. And she was great in this. And of course, Dakota Beaver has never been in anything. I want to see him in more stuff. He's like an instantly charismatic actor in this uh, role. Um, the one movie I did not see in my rewatch, you know, the franchise, I have still not seen Alien versus Predator 2. Um, I saw Shane Black's The Predator it, it, it's a mess. It, 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 apparently the studio came in and he just didn't like fight for anything. He just reshot the entire third act, uh, whatever studio notes there were. And so the movie just looks really focus grouped and it, it, it's kind of a mess. I'm not sure I'd say rush out and see it. This is 
Like if you want to watch some good Predator movies, Predator, Prey, and Predator 2, I think are the three, the only three that I'm probably going to be revisiting from here on out. Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you in the, um, you know, like, like, like I, I think I might've mentioned um, earlier, this is the, this is the first major motion picture in the history of Hollywood to ever star a native woman. This is the first major motion picture in the history of Hollywood to ever have like a largely native cast. Um, and you know, like, like I think I mentioned, um, like Jane Myers, the producer who's Comanche, like did such a great job in making sure that all of the Comanche representation in this movie was like spot on to the point that like there's a cradle board that you see a Comanche woman carrying a baby on um, partway through the movie in the Comanche village. And like Jane Myers made that cradle board with her bare hands. Like, you know, like she made that herself just because oh, wow. she was so passionate. And like the Comanche dub, like native languages are traditionally passed down um, vocally. Um, like my tribe, there's um, you can buy a Cowlitz dictionary, but like only tribal members can buy it. Usually this sort of thing is like, if you want a pronunciation, you just kind of have to talk to somebody who speaks the language. And if they're nice and you come to them appropriately and in the in the correct ways, they'll, you know, maybe like help you with translations. So like, you know, Jane Myers had to literally go to like her family members and ask how to pronounce different words in Comanche for the Comanche dub of this film. So, you know, like I think that just everybody who worked on this film, like really just knocked it out of the park and did such a great job. So like, you know, agreed. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see, you know, the next movies in the Predator Prey franchise, you know, if they focus on, you know, uh, Nadu, Amber Midthunder's character, as well as just, you know, more stuff in this world, because I feel like this really reinvigorated the series. But I'm also so excited that, like, now we have a Native woman action hero for the first time in the history of cinema. So, like, I can't wait to see what Amber Midthunder does next. Like, you know, I love that we have a Native Arnold Schwarzenegger and she's a Native woman and she rocks, you know, like... Um, you know, you mentioned Dakota Beavers is just like a great charismatic actor and like, can't wait to see what that guy's in next. Can't wait to see what Jane Myers produces really just like top to bottom, all the natives and non-natives who worked on this movie. I, you know, the, the next Dan Trachtenberg movie, I cannot wait to see, you know, um, and I think that that's like the mark of like a truly revolutionary film. If like, you're not just excited about the movie and the sequels to the movie, but you're also like, oh, I'm going to follow everybody who worked on this from now on. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I want to see the next Dan Trachtenberg. It's um, what you had said about uh, about the accuracy of this movie. I mean, I watched it and I liked it. And I knew from reactions on Twitter, you and some others that I follow that the reaction uh, from, well, the Native Americans that I follow on Twitter was positive for this movie. Uh, but I was I was kind of curious what a reaction would be, how accurate. And I looked it up and it, I did like some reading and um, uh, uh, some slight research. I, I read, hardly research anything for the show, but I did this time um, that the reaction was, yeah, this is pretty accurate. They made really uh, an attempt to be honest, which, you know, sometimes you're worried about because it is a white director. It is, a, I believe, a white writer. I I think so. Yeah, I didn't do that much research, apparently um, that you're you are kind of like, well, uh, curious or not, maybe nervous how it's going to turn out. But everything I saw looked pretty like it. It, it was uh, done the right way or the correct way from a, yeah. from a, well, the uh, you, 
it sounded like you were going to say something. Maybe you can save me from the stuttering hole I'm in. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's to the point that like I was talking to um, I was um, on a, a podcast um, a few days ago called um, Real Indigenous. That's um, a ton of native folks talking about movies. It's a really good podcast. You should check it out. And um, they had um, a, a guest on the podcast along with me who's a member of the Comanche Nation who, um, you know, was just telling us like that they would they showed cuts of this film to like, you know, elders in the Comanche Nation, leaders in the Comanche Nation like like early edit cuts just to like make sure that the Comanche representation felt accurate and good. And they like the, you know, Fox, Dan Trachtenberg made changes to this movie basically until the Comanche nation felt like, or until members of the Comanche nation felt like, Oh yeah, this feels accurate and something we ha feel proudly represents us. And like, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, in Hollywood traditionally, you know, native representation movies hasn't been great. And um, I think that this is such a cool sign of, you know, maybe in years prior, um, you know, directors who were non-native writers who were non-native producers who were non-native would like listen to native feedback on a movie and just ignore it um, and then just make, you know, the thing they wanted to make anyway, which is usually kind of like a weird racist caricature of native people. Um, whereas in this situation, like, you know, like I mentioned, Dan Trachtenberg brought in Jane Myers very, very early in the process and like really worked with her and like worked with, you know, members of the Comanche Nation to just like make sure they were doing it the right way. And like, it's so refreshing. And, you know, I've said it a bunch already, but it's like, this to me is like, this is the bar that every Hollywood movie from now on needs to hit to make me feel confident as a native viewer that they like, you know, did their due diligence. <laughs> like, it, like it just, this is, you cannot like, you need to do at least this much or I'm going to like have maybe suspect opinions about your movie, you know? Yeah, and I that that is uh, great to hear. That is true. I think um, what needs to be said or reiterated, I'm sure everybody listening has seen the movie by now, is that on top of that, like the the how great the representation is in this, it's just a fucking awesome action movie. Yeah, like, yeah, really cool. It's not uh, it, it's not going to feel like homework to anybody. <laughs> that, that yeah, that that's the thing is like it's like I t I think about it like. You know, it's like the native representation is historic and great and cool, but it's also a fucking rad movie. <laughs> like, it's also just like, a, you know, note perfect action movie that anybody can enjoy. And like, maybe you maybe you pick up on the native representation and you think it's cool, or maybe you just enjoy it as a dope action movie. And like, you can enjoy it as both because it's like, you know, five out of five stars for both of those things, you know? Um. So you, uh, I know you've got to be getting going soon. I just want to ask if there's any, anything we didn't touch on here that you want to say, uh, any other thoughts you have, uh, before we wrap up here? Um, no, I think that we, I think that we covered it pretty well. Yeah. Like, you know, like I said, um, you know, this is a, a historic movie and native representation for like a million different reasons. Uh, and it's also just an amazing action movie for a million different reasons. So if you've not seen Prey yet, for the love of God, watch Prey. Also, uh, if you didn't have Amber Mid-Thunder, Dakota Beavers, Jane Myers, and all the folks that worked on this movie on your radar, you better put them on your radar because they're masters at what they do, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Everybody, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen this movie, um, it's on Hulu. If you don't have Hulu, get a week trial or whatever. This is this needs to be seen, but it's such a good... Uh, it's okay. Pay the $10 for the first month. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do that. Do what uh, do what Joey said. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us 
this week, um, I say this week, but we're on a bi-weekly schedule now. Uh, so uh, I hope you all enjoyed the discussion here. Everybody, um, uh, Joey, uh, you're, it's Joey Tainment on Twitter. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Joey Tainment. You can follow me on Instagram at Joey Clift with like five or six eyes. The reason for that is a 12-year-old took Joey Clift with one eye. So I just had to add a bunch of eyes to it to deal. Um, and then uh, let's see, um, projects of mine you can check out. Um, I'm a writer consulting producer on a show called Spirit Rangers on Netflix. That's um, the first ever kids TV show created by a native person with an all native writers room about native characters played by native actors. And that comes out on Netflix in a couple months. So definitely, you know, check that out on Netflix. Oh, I've, I've been hearing about that. Uh, I did not know it had a, a release set yet. Yep. Yep. It comes out, uh, comes out later in 2022. We don't have a we don't have a release date announced, but oh, I, okay. it'll be out. But it'll be out by the end of the year, I promise. And um, yeah, it's it's a really cool show that you should definitely check out. We will we will be doing that here. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for joining me. This was a great conversation. Uh, I've been a fan. Uh, Thanks. I mean, this was super fun. This is this is a super fun podcast to be on. Um, you know, I always like talking about movies, and I you know look. It's been very nice to be sewed to you for the past hour. Uh, I miss my body, but eating all this shredded cheese has been a delight. It's been great. Yeah, yeah, that might cause me a few problems later on, but I'm glad <laughs> you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> Look, as long as you attach me back, my head back to my normal body, like to the point where I don't have to deal with digesting this cheese, it's fine. <laughs> okay, well, let's go ahead and get that done. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening. You can find us at, at TwoHeadedPod on Twitter, um, Instagram as well, and there's a Facebook page i don't really do anything anymore but if you look us up the incredible two-headed podcast we're there uh anyway thank you again to joey this is great and we will talk to everybody in just a couple of weeks mm -hmm.